Hello and welcome to the Holistic Lifestyle Guide podcast, episode number 12. This is an episode about fasting. So um, I actually have a blog post about this that I did last year, but um, this is another reason why I really like to go through these blog posts in my podcast because I, I have some uh, updated opinions about these subjects sometimes and it kind of helps to kind of recap and go over everything again and kind of explain it in a different way or give some new insights that I have came across since doing the blog post. So if you have read my blog post, you probably remember that I'm an advocate of fasting and I still kind of am. I just have some other things I wanted to clarify about it. If you have not read the blog post, I will leave a link down below in the show notes to that. So fasting has been around for ever. Um, I, I pretty, I mean, I'm not going to give a number, but I mean, I know back in, you know, thousands of years ago, they used fasting as a natural and safe way to reset the body, to improve the digestion, improves brain function. Um, a lot of people talk about how it helps with spirituality. And that part was what drew me to fasting because you might have heard that a lot of monks and um, spiritual gurus will fast and that will help their um, their brain, um, for lack of a scientific way to say it, it kind of, um, like I said, it gets out the toxins and it helps your brain be more clear. It helps you think more clearly. It also slows down aging because the less food that you eat in total in your life, the better. It helps you lose body fat and reduces inflammation. And I think the inflammation part is why the brain works better because when you're inflamed, it affects your brain and that causes brain fog. So intermittent fasting, I should, I should clarify, is is a little bit different than fasting in general. I think intermittent fasting is better than just fasting. And here's the difference. Fasting can not have a, a limit. Like there's been people that have fasted for months and only had liquid. And I, I'm not an advocate of that type of fasting. Um, I know that there are types of, there are many different types of fastings as far as um, the length of time that you do it for, and also as far as what you are allowed to eat. So some fasts allow you to have drinks that have calories in them and other things like tea, and others only want you to have water. And there is even a type of fasting that's called dry fasting that I absolutely do not recommend, and that is to not even drink water. I don't even know how that even came about or why anybody would want to try that because humans are mostly made of water and we need it to survive and we don't get enough the way it is. So it's beyond me why anybody would want to do dry fasting. So in this episode, I'm just going to talk about intermittent fasting. And here is what intermittent fasting is. When you go to bed at night, you are not eating for eight hours or whatever, however many hours you sleep. And then the next day you have breakfast. The word breakfast means break the fast. So you already are fasting every night. So intermittent fasting is where you go 16 hours is generally what they say. Um, 
without eating, which means so that let's say the night before you'll eat dinner around six o'clock and then the next day you won't eat lunch or I should say breakfast until noon. So your body is going 16 hours without food. And this helps because if you're, if you're against fasting or if you think you can't handle it, this is an easy way to get started. And I've done this. I've actually tried fasting, um, longer than that. I've tried to do it for 24 hours and I couldn't make it because um, I I personally believe, and this goes to Ayurveda, if you're a fan of Ayurveda, um, the body type vata, which is um, they're usually cold and dry and, and thin and boned and smaller, those people need more energy. They need more fuel and they start to suffer more consequences from fasting. And so when I tried fasting for 24 hours, since I'm a vata, it affected me it, it made me have anxiety. It made me shaky. It made me weak. And I, I know that I don't have diabetes, so it wasn't a blood sugar issue. I mean, it was a temporary blood sugar issue, but it, it's something that my body couldn't handle. And that is how many people can be with fasting. And this is why I want to recommend everybody to start off really slowly with intermittent fasting first and just skip breakfast one day which, I mean, that, that goes against what Ayurveda says as well, because Ayurveda says that you should eat your biggest meal in the middle of the day or the beginning of the day. But the, here's the other part about intermittent fasting. You should fast um, maybe once a week or once a month. Some people even do it in the springtime and in the, in the fall. It's not something you want to do regularly, although I know there are a lot of people that do it regularly. I know that there's a lot of health-minded people and even a lot of health gurus that say that they do intermittent fasting every other day or every day, or they fast for 24 hours every day or every other day, or, or once a week they'll do it. And I mean, maybe it depends on the body type and maybe it depends on your goals if you're trying to lose body fat. But for most people, if you're generally healthy, I would recommend just doing 16 hours a day. So have a lunch, a big lunch, um, then have a, a smaller size dinner and then stop eating after dinner. So assuming your dinner would be around 6 PM, stop eating, then go to bed. And then when you get up the next day, there are things that you can do to help keep the hunger away and help to get you until noon when it would be time to eat again. So that way, you know, you have a six hour window of eating, you eat a, a, a breakfast and then you eat a really big lunch and then your dinner would be small. And that's the ideal way to eat. So um, the things that you can do to help keep hunger down when you're fasting is to drink some sorts of tea that are um, approved for fasting and this is where I, I don't really have too many recommendations other than there is a specific tea that I was recommended from Luke Story. I follow him on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and he talks about this tea that you can drink and it doesn't count against your fast. And I will put the links to that in the show notes. I can't pronounce the name, but it's a green matcha tea. And then um, there's also you can drink, uh, uh, what's it called? The vinegar, apple cider vinegar. So if you put a little bit of apple cider vinegar, like a tablespoon in a cup of water or however much you can handle, it's very strong. Um, you don't even need that much maybe, but if you drink that, 
it's supposed to control your hunger. So that's a good thing to do. Um, and then just drink a lot of water too. I mean, you can drink unlimited amounts of water. I mean, as long as of course you're not drinking gallons because that can be bad for your health. But, um, as far as to keep the hunger under control just for intermittent fasting, I would just recommend a little bit of apple cider vinegar in water and then maybe some tea and lots of water. And if you really start to crash before you want to eat, you can drink fruit juice it's still going to help you lose body fat, but it's not going to, it's going to stop the, the actual fasting process. So I'm going to segue that now into this other section of the, the, pod, the podcast episode where I want to talk about what, what um, fasting actually does for you. So I actually can't even say with the scientific terms of it, but once you hit a certain time, some certain things happen in your body. So 16 hours is a really good time. And that's, you know, for regular maintenance. And that's why I recommend that on a regular basis. And then if you go, I'm not going to even be able to remember it exactly, but I'm pretty sure that if you go 24 hours, some other benefits start to kick in. And then if you go even further, the further out you go, more benefits start to kick in. And most of these benefits are mental because your body is pushing out the stuff that is causing these problems. If you have digestive problems, if you have brain fog, if you have inflammation, if you have body pain, those things will start to improve the longer you fast. Um, so this is uh, something that I, I would prefer to have, I would prefer to send you off to some experts. And I do have some experts on my blog post, so you can check that out if you wanted to look up them. Um, really good resources on fasting. I'm just the guide. I'm just guiding you to the information. So I, I really have no way to explain it because I don't do the scientific stuff. I just learn about it and it blows my mind and I just share it with people. And so go to my blog post, which I will leave in the show notes to get that information. So I want to talk a little bit about negative connotations. Most people have negative connotations when it comes to fasting. And I, I even didn't understand it fully until I really researched it. Um, fasting is not just giving up certain food, like eat, not eating a certain food for Lent. That, that's what I always thought fasting was. It's also not about skipping meals to cut, to cut your calorie intake for the day. Um, really what fasting was meant for is um, for health, for health reasons. And this has been done, like I said, for thousands of reasons or for, th for thousands of years by some of the smartest, most respectable people in the world. Most people are just not, they're not, uh, they're unaware of how important it is to our health, but they look down on people who who fast regularly. They think that it's a crazy religious fanatic thing. So that's part of why I wrote my blog post. I wanted to dispel the negative stigma around fasting and, and show you the ways that it is practical, not the ways that are the extreme. So now I'm going to go back and talk about our ancestors again, because our ancestors used to do this. And there's many reasons why our ancestors weren't overweight. One of the reasons was because they didn't have access to food 24-7. Um, nowadays, most people eat anytime they want, from the time they get up until they go to bed. So 
constant eating never gives the body a break from digestion. This is really a big deal. A lot of people get up in the middle of the night and eat, and this is horrible. This is one of the worst things you can do. And this leads to being sleep deprived. It leads to being stressed. It leads to our bodies being burdened by toxins. So there's a few factors that contribute that contribute to poor health, but fasting is one of the best ways to fix the problem if if done correctly. So if you are not interested in checking out the blog post, I can just give the names of the people that I think are experts. One of the experts that I follow on YouTube is called Dr. Jason Fung, and he has so many videos on fasting. He is one of, I think he's one of the most knowledgeable people at fasting. He's, um, he explains the science behind it, which is something that I can't do. So if you are on YouTube, I recommend looking up Dr. Jason Fung, that's F-U-N-G. And also another guy that I follow on Facebook is Thomas D. Lauer. And he is, he used to be a, uh, a celebrity trainer. He also has written books. He's also lost over a hundred pounds and he knows the science too. So both Dr. Jason Fung and Thomas D. Lauer talk about the science about fasting. And this is how I first actually learned about it was from Thomas D. Lauer. He's one of the leading experts in this field. In all my research, I haven't found anyone else who provides as much free information on fasting as Thomas D. Lauer does. So if you go on YouTube and Google him, there's hundreds. There's absolutely hundreds of videos he has done on fasting, and he covers every aspect of it, including which type is right for you, how fast, how to fast depending on your age and your gender, how to exercise while you're fasting, how to break your fast, just everything you can possibly think of. This is a very deep rabbit hole, but it's very information-packed. So if you have any specific questions about fasting, he has probably answered them. So on that note, I'm going to end this episode because, like I said, those two guys are the experts. And if you want to dive in deeper into this, go to their YouTube channels. So I hope you learned a little bit about fasting in this episode because it is it is good for your health if done correctly. And it's natural. And for the most part, it is safe. And of course, it's free. So this is something that you should try if you have health issues. Um, because I've learned from doing all my research of fasting that fasting helps to eliminate so many health issues just alone, just doing that alone. It'll reset your body. It will get out the toxins. It will clear the inflammation. So fasting is a great way to start. And like I said, do it the correct way and get your information and really do your research and it will work. Um, I, I've, I lost a little bit of weight when I started intermittent fasting too. I lost about five pounds, which isn't a lot, but I've never been overweight. I've always been 115, 120 pounds. And I did get up to 125. And then when I started intermittent fasting, I did go back down to 120. And it does kind of go a little bit below that too, depending on what season it is. But if you're just looking to lose a few pounds, this is a great way to do that. So I'm going to end this episode now. And I really hope you got some benefit out of this. And thank you so much for listening.